0: to buildings of tomorrow my name is john lester and in today's episode we are talking about the democratization of building management i'm really happy to be joined to talk about this topic again by alex rovader the ceo of j2 innovations alex yes. thanks for joining us thanks for having me it's an absolute pleasure now we've talked about this topic a little bit before yes. but let's remind everyone who's listening today when we talk about democratization of building management what are some of the challenges that that
1: this really addresses Yeah. so our industry, the building automation industry, has traditionally focused, I would say, on the bigger buildings, the airports, the big hospitals, the universities. And that's, that made sense because there was the money to invest into building automation. Now what we know is that buildings, of course, are big energy consumers and not just the big buildings, but especially also the small and mid-sized buildings. And with the pressure that we have on reducing the carbon footprint in the world, buildings consuming 40% of the global energy, we realized that building automation is not something that should just be privileged to those bigger buildings, but it should be actually something that is also accessible to the small and mid-sized buildings. Mm It's a good thing to say, an easy thing to say, yes. how about doing it? What are some of the things that stand in our way from really achieving that goal? So it's it's multiple things. The first is the technology. The technology traditionally of building automation has been built for the big buildings mm-hmm. to make it most efficient for big buildings. In smaller buildings, you need different type of technology. Mm-hmm. In the engineering process, it needs to be simplified because you cannot afford the integrator that is very sophisticated but it's rather something for a more simple installer. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also an operation is different, you know, if you have a big hospital, for example, there's a facility manager trained on the topic and can afford to really understand a product that manages the building by heart, in depth. But if you go into a small mid-sized building, a facility manager is maybe the math teacher that uh, is doing this between his one or other math class, so you need to also simplify the operational side of it. So the technology has to become simpler both in the engineering but also in the operational side. Right.
0: So that addresses the technology side, but you talked here about these different stakeholders. Yes. Uh, the math teacher, the maybe not the professional facility manager, yes. but the janitor who also uh, looks after the operation of the building in other aspects. How do we get them on board to understand the, the requirement, the expectation, the
1: importance of this part of the industry? So a lot has to do with the starting point is the demand from the market in the last years and we see this everywhere not just in our building industry but especially in our building industry we've we've seen that people start to care about energy and not just because of the energy crisis that happened recently but also topic of sustainability how can we as an industry contribute to reducing the overall carbon footprint in the world so the awareness is greater and the awareness is not just limited to those that have the big facilities. And so that increases the demand as a first step. The other thing that's also happening is the regulatory environment is changing. There is now EPBD in Europe, for example, which says that every building of a certain size for the small size has to have a certain level of automation mm-hmm. going forward. So that will make a change. And once implemented in local law, that will actually become effective. And with that, in combination, then also the, the channels are starting to realize that and talk about it. The installers, the equipment companies, they start to realize, hey, there's something out for us that is beyond just the equipment, beyond the electrical cabinets, beyond, beyond just putting the, uh, the HVC system in or putting the lighting fixtures in. There's a way to contribute to that energy efficiency movement.
0: You just mentioned the equipment uh, manufacturers. and I think this is a really important topic to dig into a bit more detail because more and more, the role of the equipment manufacturer changes. How important are they to really facilitate the shift?
1: Yeah, so you have to think about it this way. If you take, let's take a regular, let's take a high school in Germany. Now, who is today in that high school? Okay, there's maybe a local facility manager, maybe also a bigger facility management company. Mm -hmm. That's, That's one stakeholder. Then there is an electrical installer. Because every building has an electrical cabinet. Yep. Uh, and then there is oftentimes an HVAC installer, or there's probably almost uh, always an HVAC installer, because every building has a gas boiler or a heat pump or maybe even a rooftop unit. So those players are active in those buildings already today, not the system degrader. They yep. aren't usually in those buildings. So, yep. The equipment OEM is now in a prime position because they could just upscale their solution from just providing the equipment to also providing, for example, the building management software. Yep. But they have to do it in a way that it brings the HVAC that's already today in the building into, in, into the boat.
0: Into the conversation. Yes. And and I think that's that's such an important part of it because if, if you start to change or not involve that installer, you start to change how you go to market, this becomes another barrier in the way of actually achieving our goals. So how, how can the, an equipment manufacturer do that? How can they bring the installer into the story, into the conversation and into that value flow?
1: So, the the good news about the HVAC equipment companies is they have all the knowledge about HVAC. They know exactly how to save money on HVAC. They also understand the relationship between the behavior, so how do I manage my facility, and the energy efficiency saving that can can, um, link to that. Now, what these companies miss is the technology they miss the software that, that does the, the linkage. And so companies like us, J2, yep. we provide now our software technology to those equipment OEMs. They can bring it into their own stack, combine it with their own equipment, put it in their own controls, uh, application even, and yeah, then bring it to market under their own brand with their own customizations, own specific logic.
0: I understand. Hey, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. I've got one last question. This is a tough one. So, So we have the motivation. We have the regulation, we have the expectation. We have the the experts, or those people involved, like the installers who know enough about the technology and the equipment involved to be involved. We have the technology that's starting to come more and more, like as you mentioned yourselves from J2 Innovations that really deliver the solutions for this. What's next? What's next in our industry? What has to happen so that we start to get from where we are today to where we need to be tomorrow?
1: I'm always a fan of getting right what hasn't been done yet before starting to build the next idea. So I know we talk a lot about AI now uh, and analytics. And I'm also of the strong belief that AI and analytics will play a role in the future, for example, uh, removing more and more of the manual processes of managing and optimizing a building. But for now I think the most important is that's why democratization is not about creating something new in in the sense of a new value proposition, but making an existing value proposition available to a bigger group of buildings in our case. I think the key is just getting that democratization of building automation to move from a vision, an idea into reality. Right. So it's a lot about execution, implementation. Most equipment companies for example haven't done this yet. They haven't pro- they haven't started providing this type of applications yeah. into the market. So so I think what's next is really that we get the story to life yeah. and we also fill, fulfill the requirements that come along. Uh, with, with the, legis- the legislatory changes and so on. So it's, it's a, lot of imp- a lot about implementation and execution.
0: Which, which is a good thing, right? If it comes down to implementation execution, we have all the tools, it's just actually making it happen. Correct, okay. that's so true. Hey Alex, thanks so much for the time, it's really a pleasure. As always. As always. And thanks everyone for joining us here for this episode. Like always, please remember to like, share, comment, subscribe wherever you're listening or watching us and keep your eye open because every couple of weeks we have new episodes for you to talk to exciting colleagues and exciting experts like Alex on topics like the democratization of building management. It's a tough one. Thanks everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you.